Welcome aboard the flight attendant podcast. The seatbelt sign is on. It's going to be a rough ride. I'm your host B, and today joining me is my friend Momo. How are you? Good. How All are right. you? Hello, Doing good. Everyone. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. So he's gonna join me today for the episode, and today we're gonna talk about some news and stuff. But first, how long have you been a flight attendant? Oh God, complicated question, but not really. I've been a flight attendant for at least six years. So. Six years. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's been fun. Exciting. What made you decide to be a flight attendant? Honestly, um, an old friend of mine, won't get into that long story, um, she told me that we were watching Bridesmaids, and she was like, I think you'd be a good flight attendant, you should try it, and I was like, I don't know, whatever, so I applied, and then I got hired, and here I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what happened. (laughs) That's it. Do you like it? I love it. I don't think I could do anything else with my life at this point. I feel like that's what, me as well. Yeah. So... Okay, so we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with some news. Hey, 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 this is Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio, and you are listening to the Flight Attendant Podcast. News that we have is from Fox News, I'm sorry, Fox Business, and it's Virgin Atlantic relaxes its employee tattoo policy. Do you have any tattoos? I do. I have nine nice. tattoos. Four of which are visible. <laughs> um, mm, so, but. I mean, for us, we can't really use, we can't really have visible tattoos for our uniform, exactly. which kind of sucks. It's rough. It is. Rough. So, British airline Virgin Atlantic announced that tattooed employees no longer have to cover up their ink while in uniform. All employees, including customer-facing crew, will be able to show their ink to the world while still representing Virgin Atlantic in their uniform, according to the carrier. Estelle Hollingsworth, Virgin Atlantic's chief police officer, said the carrier is relaxing its tattoo policy as part of its latest campaign, See the World Differently, which celebrates the uniqueness of its people and customers. Many people use tattoos to express their unique identities, and our customer-facing and uniforming colleagues should not be excluded from doing so if they choose, Hollingsworth said. And that's why, in line with our focus on inclusion and championing individuality, we're relaxing our tattoo restrictions for all people. Hollingsworth added that the carrier wants everyone to be themselves and know that they belong. The carrier celebrated the move on International Flight Attendant Day last week by posting images of the tattooed cabin crew. The company touted, touted that it's that it is the first UK carrier to allow visible tattoos. And and in the US, United Airlines announced last year that customer-facing uniform employees are allowed to have visible tattoos. Uh, They can wear their hair down and they can can wear nail polish and natural-looking makeup. The tattoos, yeah, we have um, our male employees are able to wear makeup now, so that's really nice. Because they changed the lookbook to say, basically, it says, all, it's it's gender neutral right yeah. yeah and then I know that some airlines also have all inclusivity I think I t- 
Thai Airlines? No. Um, it's an Asian airline that has like a gender neutral uniform now. So that, I think that's really cool that they're inclusive of every one of that. Oh, for sure. Would you, where are your tattoos? Would you be able to show them? Oh, man. Yeah, no. I think most, <laughs> more, more airlines should be more like that. And I do have, I have two tattoos on my fingers. I have two tattoos on my wrists. So those are the only visible ones while I'm wearing my uniform. Um, but I mean, like, it's, they're not vulgar. They're not, you know, they don't say anything horrible. They're not anything, like, scandalous. It's just simple little, you know, tattoos most people have. Like, oh, this is my zodiac sign. Right. You know, this, uh, my one tattoo is just XOXO on my <laughs> middle finger. Like, it's right. not a big deal. Nobody says anything. Nobody even notices them half the time. Yeah. So. I feel like they're so natural for nowadays that people don't even notice them anyway. Oh, so. for sure. And if anything, more people are complimenting on your tattoos right. than anything. They're like, oh, yeah. I love that tattoo. What does it mean? Right. I love that tattoo. What does it mean to you? Like, I mean, my tattoos are not visible, but I do have this like nifty scar right here on my forearm. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, how did you get that scar? It's See, like, people are going to ask you and people are going to be inquisitive about your natural, like, you know. Everything. Any, everything yeah. and anything. So you might as well just have the tattoos too. Exactly. Because whatever. Would you get any more tattoos if they allowed it? Oh, for sure. No, I'm, I mean. Are you done with once tattoos? You, I feel like once you start getting ink, you can't stop. Like, I have nine now, and I'm already planning my 10th and 11th and 12th and, like, 20th. So I'm not done, but it's definitely more so because of the job. I do feel like I have to think about placement. Yeah. As far as, like, how Where I'm going you... to, how it's going to be when I'm wearing my uniform. But, right. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's so I only have two, but they're, like, in the back of my neck, on the nape of my neck. Mm-hmm. And they... I'm very into symmetry, so like I can't really Same. have one. Yeah, so oh my gosh. I can't really have one on my left side if I don't have one on my right side. So if I do get any more, which no, I, I kind of totally do, I need to very methodically think about where I'm going to put yeah. them, especially since we can have them. All right, and so the next one is um, flight attendants. We don't, as flight attendants, we don't generally get paid for boarding, but Delta just started paying their flight attendants uh, for boarding, which is. Do you think now that's going to be, that's because Delta is trying to get a union into their workforce, or do you think it's because of the, the lawsuit that they have? <laughs> okay, so rumors are rumors. I don't know, like I said, I don't pay attention to too much to any of that because it's not, it doesn't affect my paycheck. Right. <laughs> right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's very, um, I've heard that it's like, oh, well, Delta's just trying to give them that boarding pay because they were trying to unionize and they were trying to do all this other stuff and right. Delta didn't want that. So it was like, here's something to make you happy so we don't have to do this other thing that might pay you out more in the end. Right. But again, rumors are rumors. I only know that much. To me, it is, it makes sense kind of from like a corporate standpoint. Right. But it is kind of like, hmm. He said, she said. Right. But, you know, nobody really knows at the end of the day, so. Okay, so this is from USA Today. Flight attendants generally don't start getting paid until the plane door closes, and Delta is changing that. Delta Airlines, which has narrowly fought off several attempts to unionize its flight attendants, will begin paying Kevin Cruz during boarding a first for a major U.S. airline and a change that is expected to increase their wages by several thousand dollars a year. It is notable. It, sorry, it is a notable change for U.S. airlines, where pay for flight attendants starts when all the passengers are seated and the plane's door closes. Delta said the change will start on June 2nd. I guess that's like a few 
days from now yeah. or before us, before today. And on all of their flights, in a memo to flight attendants, the airline said the new pay further recognizes how important your role is on board, ensuring welcoming a welcoming, safe, and on-time start to each flight. The rate of pay boarding is 50% of the regular pay rates. I also heard that they decrease the amount of boarding time. So even though they're getting like only 50% of their hourly rate, since they're only since their boarding time has shortened, it's still not. A, it's not. It's like, what's the point? Right. Exactly. What is the point? Exactly. The change comes as Delta plans to increase the boarding time for a single aisle or narrow body planes from 35 minutes to 40 minutes, which the airline. Oh, I guess it's backwards of what I heard, which the airline expects uh, will increase the percentage of flights that depart on time. Isn't that like what some a lot of the airlines are doing though? They're increasing the the boarding time in order to push back. Well, no, the... I've noticed that. Like whenever I fly other airlines, I notice that there's always a weird. It, it just feels off because it's. I feel like the boarding time is shorter. Right. Than some our, other like, yeah. Right. Than everybody else. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, why is your boarding time so short? And everybody's panicking and rushing to get stuff done. And it's right. like, well, if your boarding time was just a little bit longer. Then it you wouldn't, wouldn't be an issue, but now because they have to pay for it, it's like, um. But we also, for at least for our airline, which I never mentioned, um, <laughs> just that way, um, like they also order block us for flight time, so that if we do end up pushing back later or we take off later, we're still landing we still on end time. Up on time, right? Yeah. Which I guess I, it works for the company as far as like the on time record for arrivals. Yeah, they learned that from another airline. I don't know. I've heard somebody told me. Hearsay. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> All right. So Delta pilots are represented by a union, but several attempts to unionize, I'm sorry, the organized the flight attendants have failed in the face of the fierce opposition by the Atlanta based company. The Association of Flight Attendants, which has been gearing up an, organi- an organizing campaign at Delta for more than two years to credit for the boarding pay. This new policy is the direct result of our organizing, the union said. As we get closer to f- filing for the union vote, our management is getting nervous. The union said Delta was also responding to employee anger over the longer boarding times during which flight attendants currently don't get paid. Delta said the new boarding pay would be on top of 4% raises that it guaranteed to flight attendants last month. Unions represent upwards of 80% of workers at American United and Southwest, but far lower, but a far lower percentage at Delta. So, I mean, I guess they increased the boarding time before they gave them the boarding pay. But at the same time, I heard, and let me just Google this really quickly, um, that they, the main reason, apart from unionizing the Delta flight attendants, was because they were getting sued by the flight attendants because of it. I mean, doing something beforehand, isn't that just like, you know, being pro- uh, proactive? You know what I mean? Like, you know it's going to happen, and they're just taking, you know, action towards it. So by the time it comes around, and then they actually do it, why are you all like, oh my god, yay, they finally did it, when they were going to plan to do it anyways, because it was either that, or, you know, something right. that they don't want to happen. Right. I mean, I can't find anything about this, the, the lawsuit, so I guess that, so for now it's all hearsay, but I feel like most of our industry in itself is 
reactive, not proactive into oh, everything sure. that we do. Well, because isn't that why most um, safety protocols are what they are? Is because this happened on one airline, this happened on another airline, there was this accident, this plane crashed, or whatever, and you know this this is how everybody reacted, and this is what happened, and this is how people confronted it, or whatever, and they're like, okay, well, now we're going to change the policy because of what happened, and not think about, okay, well, actually, now that we're advancing, you know, how can we make it safer? No, it's just, we're going to keep it how it is until something bad happens. Right, and then I also feel that even though it's happened at other airlines, whatever may have happened, like that, um, I don't know if I want to, that spirit flight that got evacuated. Oh yeah, at, that I remember hearing about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, in Atlantic City. I feel like even though it happened on this one particular airline, other airlines don't take that into account for their own airlines because they just don't think it's going to happen. Of course, but I mean that's also comes with the job. I think too is we all sit around, think you know, we get very complacent, and they tell us that all the time. You know, complacency is one of the issues with our job because most of the time your flights are wet, very safe very Mm -hmm. simple they sure you have a passenger who's annoying or you have a medical emergency fine right but for the most part the plane takes off lands where it's supposed to be most of the time and it's good to go everything's fine so what do you really have to worry and you always hope no i hope that's never my plane but you always have that thought too like well that's not why would that be me right so it i mean our airline is unionized would you go ever go to an airline whether i mean at this point delta would be the only one that since we're talking about it would you ever go to a a airline that is not unionized i had thought about it but honestly like after being with an airline that's unionized i don't it's nice to have that like cushion because it's like well if i mess up or i mean if i get if i fuck up or something then it's like okay cool like i'm sorry i know i did this i you know i want to make amends but it's nice to know that i have the union to back me up and like help me at least try to help me keep my job. Right. Instead of like, oh, you're fired because you, know, you got into an argument with the passenger. And right. Like, well, but you didn't even hear what I had to say about it. Like, they just, yeah, they just don't care yeah. because you don't have that backing. Okay. Well, that was our news for today. We'll be right back after this break. Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys podcast, and you are listening to the Flight Attendants Podcast, your pre flight requisite. 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 Um, Momo, what are some of your biggest pet peeves as being a, fl- a flight attendant? Um, I mean, so, so many. <laughs> um, the biggest one. Like today, what was something that just was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to blow a slide. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Okay. So, no, like, for real, today this guy was definitely like, oh, what kind of snacks do you have? So we showed him and we gave him the one and... He looked at the nutrients on the back and he was like, oh, um, do you have anything with a lower fat percentage? <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, I looked off into space for a second and I looked at him. I was like, no, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the other girl on the cart with me was trying so hard. Like she was trying to look at things. And I'm like, I don't, don't do that. No, we don't know. It's all junk food. It's all snack. Like it's all just, it's a snack. Like, right. what do you mean does it have a lower fat percentage? <laughs> so you should have brought your own food. Water. <laughs> right. If you wanted something and you're that worried, just have a water. It's only, like, a two-hour flight. You'll be fine. Right. But, like, stuff like that is just crazy to me. I don't understand people. I don't either. So I think for me, I think one of my biggest pet peeves, and I think I've said it before on the podcast, is 
just people not paying attention in general yep. to like their surroundings. But I guess today we got crop dusted by that one one passenger <laughs> coming to the back. It was horrible. I'm sitting there in my jump seat, and then uh, all of a sudden she gets up and she goes like, "I'm starting to use the restroom." I'm like, "Okay, I just have to let you know the seatbelt sign is on." And she's like, "All right, it's an emergency," and I'm like disgusting my other flight attendant was like the door's open <laughs> as soon as she walks by it just smells and i'm completely Funky. paralyzed because i can't it's too much i can't even like fathom that this just happened how'd this come out of your body <laughs> <laughs> just can't <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm pretty sure they make this in like chemistry labs right like, <laughs> it's like this is what we're gonna do today um so another thing for me i think it's like the opening and the closing of the bins that is the worst <laughs> i hate it if you're going listen claire listen carefully if you're going to get up and open the overhead bin to get something out of it close it because we have unexpected turbulence that could happen <laughs> and somebody's bag is gonna fly out and hit someone else in the face and it's fine if you're just getting something really quick and you leave it open that's fine but if you put your bag back Close. And then you sit down in your seat and leave it open. Oh, somebody's going to come up there and slam it. I slam it. There is always going to be that one flight attendant on the plane who hates it and is going to come over and slam the bin closed. Especially if we're sitting or we're at the galleys at either end of the plane and we have to go into the middle of the cabin. We have to come out of our way. To close this. To close it. Which I... Do you not close doors at home? You open your drawers The same thing as bathrooms them. when they you leave... Don't. I mean, okay, well, I mean, for, for me, bathrooms are like, mm, because, you know, when you're at home, you go in your bathroom, you don't necessarily come out of your bathroom and close the door, but it is a public bathroom. Right. My thing is, is how do you not lock it behind you? How do you not try to find a lock <laughs> to close the door? You just walked in there willy nilly. You don't think somebody else is going to roll up and walk in willy right. nilly? <laughs> I, on one of my last trips, this one lady did not lock her door. And then this guy was just coming to the back and he went to the bathroom and she was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, I, like it's not, like, I don't know what to say. And so then I just look at him I'm like, it's not the first time. It's not the last time. The other one is open. Go ahead. It happens a lot more than you think. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I, I ever worry about that is when parents send their kids by themselves to the bathroom and I'm just like okay I will I don't I don't I'm not the bathroom police me either I don't manage the bathroom me either because I'm a flight attendant doesn't mean that's what I do that's right. not my job however if a, if a child does go into the bathroom I am going to be vigilant about it and be like okay nope somebody's in there yeah it's a kid. I understand yeah. that. That I will I will be there for that. Right. I don't understand why the parents send the kids by themselves, first of all. But now that they're there. If you're in the shopping mall, do you send your kid to the bathroom ex- by themselves exactly while you're shopping? Exactly. You don't. Do you? If you do, I mean, not I mean, judgment. But right. But judgment. A little. <laughs> <laughs> a little. <laughs> so what is your favorite part of being a flight attendant? Um, I want to say the ability to just kind of be me. Okay. Like, I get to be myself at work. I get to be myself at home. I get to be myself, you know, while I'm traveling. I'm in all these hotels. Sure, it sucks. You know, you're in a hotel all the time, whatever. But that's fine. You're traveling. You're having fun. You meet so many different people. And sure, the passengers suck. I tell people this all the time. The passengers are the worst part of the job. But the passengers are also the best part of the job. Right. You just, you know, sometimes there's one bad person. You just got to treat it accordingly. And maybe they're having a bad day and you let it be. But there are some really cool people you meet on the plane. And they're chill and awesome. And it's like, 
wow right cool yeah and then even your coworkers you meet and it's like oh, i have you know i've never met you before but this is amazing and now you're instantaneously best friends that is true the, you know the get the jumpsuit confessionals oh for sure. <laughs> doing therapy and like a two hour flight and you know somebody's whole life story <laughs> I honestly feel like that was I mean we, we've flown together before and we mm-hmm. got along great but I feel like um, today was kind of like oh okay I, I didn't know you like that but right. like now here's I know some more like details <laughs> I know a little better so now I know like where right. I can go <laughs> so service let's talk about service okay. um, do you hold on so do you like serving how how do you how do you conduct your service i guess i would say um i guess it's very one on like for me it's very one on one like i engage every person individually so if somebody's oh i want something you know can i have this can i have that i talk to them and then like i just interact with them like i would any person randomly on the street like i've never met you before i don't know how you are right but based off of how you're talking to me and i'll talk to you like we're gonna have a fun time right i can't do that over you know enough but the services i take it very slow very easy it doesn't need to be complicated i don't think like i, don't, I mean I, you should be able to have fun with that's like your one time to actually engage with, with the, the passengers right. that way you can for sure know i hate you i hate you <laughs> i like you you're cute but you're also got a great personality right it's like you know you can judge people a little bit better and like go off of things a little bit better because, like, you know, people always tell you, you can't judge a book by its cover, yada, yada, yada. Now, and I understand that, but, like... Mm. And how do you feel about passengers or, like, so what do you have? What do you have? I have a menu. <laughs> That's what I have. I mean, the, there's a menu. A guy did that today. Every, what do you guys have? And I pulled out the menu. I said, here you go. And I gave it to him, and we started taking somebody else's, you know, whatever yeah. somebody else wanted. Right. Because I don't... It's, I, it's, it's I, mean, I mean, every every airline, I think, has a menu every in their seat back. So there's really no need. And I feel like especially most, at least like 80 to 90 percent of airlines have the same caterers. So we basics. all so we all have the same things. We have Everybody Coke products. Coke products. We all have at least the pretzels. Be pretzels right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so it's like, do there's going to be something somewhere, some kind of snack. Right. The snack like, box that they can buy. Something. The liquor and all that right. stuff. There's, so there's always alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the only thing that would be different that would vary from airline to airline would be the liquor mm-hmm. just because the type of liquor right but, or like but, the quality of it right you know I mean? like, but we still all have we all still all have vodka, vodka it's all tequila whiskey, whiskey. Right. we have we i think feel like we all have tanqueray so i mean it just really depends on on what we have and it's like so what do you have remember this one time this one lady said like what do you have i'm like i have coke and i have like sprite and ginger ale she's like do you have orange juice and I said, no, ma'am, I have Coke, a Sprite, and ginger ale. This is all I have. It's so hard. It is. It's like, it's, people just act like they don't hear you. I'm like, that's, <laughs> the, that's the part that annoys me the most. The other one thing is, like, is with the Wi-Fi, they're like, so how do you get on the Wi-Fi? And it's like, just the QR code is right there. Just It's right on, it's on the menu for right, you. Like, right. Most time, if not, or, it's, you go to the, you know, the website for the airline and, Boom! It's right there for you too. Like it's everything, yeah. There's the app. Like it's all, there's a way to get to it. There mm-hmm. really is. There always is. I yeah. don't understand. So, do you like to do long haul flights or short? I'm a long haul person. I much would rather. I hate the up and downs. It drives me insane, and it makes me exhausted. It does. Like, it's so tiring. It does. I'd rather just get up and like do the one long flight cross country mm-hmm. or even two, like right, whatever. 
But I'd rather do a longer flight than the shorter ones because when you do the short ones, you, ugh, no, it's too much. It's too much. I personally, I like long long haul flights too. Um, I hate doing international. I just, I don't like to do paperwork if I cannot yeah. avoid it. And coming, this isn't an office job. I right. should be doing paperwork. And then, and then just coming back, like I, I don't want to have to declare everything that I purchased on a layover or anything else that I may have I with have me. Declaring something. And you know I'm a flight attendant. Right. It should... Why, I'm not getting off the plane to go spend $80,000 right. in another country <laughs> exactly. to bring all this food with me. <laughs> Clearly, it's in a container. Exactly. I cooked it at home. Let me through. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this an issue? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, it, yeah. So whenever I come back, they're like, do you have anything to declare? I really, one time I wanted to say, I declare a bankruptcy, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Which is the thing from the office, which I know you don't watch, but I feel like if you, my office people will, you know, appreciate that. <laughs> so you, everybody comment about how I don't know the office. <laughs> so it was funny time. because I told my crew that and, she, and they were like, oh, this, that would have been funny. I'm like, I know, but I also didn't want to get pulled into like the second you because know. you don't know if they know. Because exactly. it's one of those things where, like, if they know what the office is and they got right. it, they would have died laughing exactly. and let you go. But if they didn't, they would have been like, all right, you need to come with us. <laughs> right. Cavity check. Like, <laughs> it's too yeah, much. Exactly. It's too big. International is so much extra. It's just very tedious. So, for leisure, where do you like to go internationally, though? What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I, I mean, don't... you've been places. I've been places, but I feel like I haven't been enough places. I still have, I still have places to go before I can pick a favorite. Okay. I guess as far as right now, like Spain is amazing. I if do you haven't been to Spain, Spain, go to Spain. Yes, I do. Uh, Spain. Barcelona is beautiful and amazing and fun. If you're young, sure, like you know, girl party, whatever. But if you want to see like architecture and like beautiful people and like just feel the culture, Madrid. Go to the capital. Madrid really? Every so, I, I mean, love Madrid I, so much more than I loved Barcelona. I mean, I just went to Barcelona, and I'm very much into the gaudy architecture that he has. But I definitely no, Barcelona have to go. was a lot of fun. But I thought I don't know. It was just me, maybe. But I thought Madrid was Madrid was so much better. I'm gonna be extra. Madrid. Mm-hmm. I thought Madrid was so much better, in my opinion. Like, right. It just it was beautiful. Everybody was. It was just. It felt like a city. It wasn't party 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 mm-hmm. which i feel like well barcelona all of that was what it was which it was very like yeah sure party 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 but it's right. also a More. place where people live it's where people you know go about their day-to-day right and you can kind of immerse yourself a little bit better in the city and in the culture when you're there okay if that's what you're looking for right, right. that's what i look for when i travel oh me too for sure so i mean i i mean I'm in bed by like nine o'clock. When I, when <laughs> I'm Grandma old, I, am. <laughs> I mean, I just like I like getting up early and actually taking Going advantage of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, visiting the city and oh, stuff. Oh, for sure. So okay, so I'm gonna. So this is from QList.com, and it's how to improve customer service in the airline industry in four steps. Oh, snap. Let's see. Let's see what Let's this... Let's see if they know what they're talking about. <laughs> so in recent years, airlines across the U.S. have experienced tremendous growth as both domestic and international flights see an increased number of travelers. Unfortunately, despite the skyrocketing profits, most of them have neglected their customer experience, especially for the day-to-day economy class traveler. Customer... Customers want to feel valued and expect a smooth and easy travel experience. Now, from your experience, 
you've seen an increase of travelers, especially yes. even through COVID. I feel like we we saw an influx of passengers who've never traveled before. Yes, yes, yes. So it was not only an uphill battle with us having to remind everyone to wear a mask, but yep. also re- teach everyone airline etiquette, essentially. There right. needs to be a class. As soon as you book your ticket, Airline 101, how to behave on the plane. Exactly. If you don't pass, you don't travel. <laughs> so from overlooked customer needs to fragmented experiences, the airline industry faces numerous challenges and must go an extra mile to rebuild customer trust and improve brand reputation. The solution lies in understanding how to improve customer service in the airline industry from the moment a customer books a flight until they arrive safely at their final destination. There is a lot to be done, but here are four important steps to consider. First one is to provide an omni-channel customer experience. Up to 64% of airline customers say that their customer service experience should move seamlessly from one key communication point to another. While it is expected, while this is expected with all resources that that profitable airlines have, it is far from the truth. Only 27% of airline executives follow through with this key aspect of customer service. I do feel like there is a disconnect between airline management and the front line of the airline well, industry. Well, of course, because they're not out there doing what right. we're doing. And they want us to do a certain thing, but we have to... We have to go off of real life. Right. Here's your training. Here's what you're supposed to do. Here's how things are supposed to be. Okay, fine. But real life says otherwise, so right. I have to adjust accordingly. Exactly. And then the thing is, it's like, even this past two years, even though when when TSA was telling us that we needed to follow the mandate, even though the government was telling us to, find the, to follow the mandate, nobody except for the flight attendants were actually trying to keep the mask on everyone on the plane. Oh, for sure. So it they w- left it up to us. Exactly. And then we were the bad guys. Right. People were walking around. The gate agents never said anything. Nothing. I mean, I'm sure some gate agents did. Right. No, like, I'm not saying I mean, it's not a blanket statement. Right. This is a general, yeah. general statement from what I've seen. Like, you know, gate agents aren't saying anything. The security, TSA... TSA might say something because you're right in front of them. Right. Whatever. But for the most part, nobody's saying anything to them in the airport or at all, ever, before they get to the airport or anything else. But as soon as they get on the plane, we have to be the ones to tell them exactly. everything? Exactly. What? No. And I'm sorry, like, you know, having a message recorded play every 20 to 30 minutes uh, is not going to do anything because nobody's no, listening to nobody that. Nobody listens. Everybody's nobody wearing, cares. Everybody's wearing their headphones. So providing an omnichannel customer's experience can improve airline customer service travelers want quick and easy access to customer service we all know that the rush the rush that comes with racing against the clock to make a flight the last thing that customers want to waste is time trying to get help i'm sorry i'm sorry i can't hold it on that one no no you're fine so i feel like for us at least like we don't really have to go through regular security so i don't think that's an issue for us but still, right. you, you, you know to get to the airport so far in advance so you don't have to run, so you don't have to struggle. People, that that sounds like a rule for people who, it was made by people, that's what I'm going to say, it was right. made by somebody who always shows up at the last, last minute, minute to everything. Yeah. And they wait like two hours before their flight's going to leave to leave, to start packing and then, and then leave, leave their house. <laughs> right. And they get mad when things don't go their way. Right. And it's like, you have to plan accordingly. It is real life. Things aren't always going to go smoothly. There's going to be weather. There's going to be traffic. There's going to be a long line. Everything. That's a There's going to be everything. <laughs> right. like, everything. What, what do you mean? 
So a dedicated and reliable airline contact center that customers can contact via phone, web chat, text, or through an app can save your customers a lot of frustration. The thing is, even now, I don't know if you've seen, but I've seen um, some articles that said that even though a lot of employers have increased the amount of jobs that they have available, unemployment is still the same. So it's not even about having enough jobs. It's about people actually wanting to come back mm. into work after COVID. In the spirit child. Right. Especially when they learn that most people, like I get it. You know, if you had a job and they were like, oh, we're all going to work from home. We're going to do Zoom meetings. First of all, okay, I don't understand this. Why are you having Zoom meetings? Right. If, if the job is getting done right. by the people who are doing the job, leave them alone. Right. Like, that, that's all I'm going to say. Like, leave them alone. Why are you having meetings? Why are you forcing them to prove that they're doing their job? Do you not see it in the charts and the, like, right. the numbers? And I feel like at least, I mean, it kind of works for us not being really supervised on the plane. We kind of thrive a little bit more than being micromanaged. Oh, for sure. So, well, a lot of people don't, you know, do well under micromanagement. I know I don't. I don't I hate either. being micromanaged. Yeah. And I do, I, I, I'm a little petty. I do worse work. Yeah. When I worked in an office, I did worse work, and I took my time, and I went slower, and I got less done because my supervisor was micromanaging me because I knew she was doing it intentionally. I right. don't know. What is the issue? Let right. me do my job, and I will get it done. Right, Trust exactly. me. My mom said to me one day, one day she was like, I'm just going to stop saying anything to you because every time I say something to you, you, like, stop. And I don't think it's because, like, I hate, I hate it when people tell me to do things. It's because, oh, like... They tell me to do things that I'm already doing. I'm already, you're already doing So, it. like, why do you need to, like, continue to ask me to do this thing? Right, like, you're washing the dishes. I'm like, you need to wash the dishes. <laughs> do you not see me? I'm like, no, oh, I don't want to. Exactly. Go away. <laughs> uh, so, build relationships with your customers. With omni-channel approach, customer service, you can build better relationships with your airline customers. This is a critical step in understanding how to improve customer service in the airline industry. I feel like this one not only falls on the airlines, but also falls a lot on the passenger because the passengers have become okay. so... Unruly. Unruly. Unkept. Entitled. Oh, everything. very entitled. Everybody thinks they deserve everything, and it's like, right. they don't. Right. Because you know who else thinks they deserve everything? Literally everybody Everyone. else around you. Right. You can't all deserve anything. I love it when I have like a seat open. They're like, well, I'm going to, or a whole row open. It's like, well, I'm going to see go sit over there. It's like, what makes you different than everybody else that also wants that seat? Like that whole row. And my thing is, is like, I'm very first come first serve mm -hmm. because that's how I just, it just seems fair to me. Right. But if you go to that empty row, don't sit in the middle seat. Right. Because you're doing that to intentionally keep somebody from sitting next to you. That's rude as fuck it is and you need to move your ass over i will come and tell I you i will too oh i'm sorry do you want the window or the aisle oh no i'm sitting here but you weren't here but this wasn't your seat right. originally you can go back to your original seat or do you want the window or the aisle right i just tell people i'm like if you want to move over because i'm having somebody sit over here like i don't even give them an option i'm like just move over oh i try to be i try to at least give them, do you want the window or the aisle? because you moved here first you got here first right. i get it yeah so yeah. Do you, which one do you want right because either way regardless of what's happening somebody else is going to come sit here with you <laughs> so you, you need to figure not. it out right <laughs> i had this one time this one passenger who was like i had and i think i talked about it previously in one of the other episodes where I had um, I had an empty row, and he had three like three seats to himself. But across the aisle from him, he had also three empty seats. So I had two ladies come on last, and 
the the older woman needed a wheelchair, so it's like I'm just gonna sit them here. That way they can have their own row. They can right. spread out. Whatever. Da, da, da. The guy goes like, "I'm sorry, that's my wife's seat." And I'm like, "Oh." Boarding pass. I'm like, "Is show me I'm this like, boarding pass?" Well, not even that. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to help everyone at this point still, and I was like. I'm like, is she here? And he's like, no, but that's my wife's boarding. Like, that's my wife's seat. And I was like, oh, is she in the bathroom? And he's like, no. I was like, so is she coming? Where is your wife? I'm like, right. is she a ghost? <laughs> and he's like, no, but that's my wife's seat. And I was like, okay, I completely understand that. However, if she's not taking the flight, then they can take the seats. It's my seat Because now. I need them to sit I'm there. I'm a flight attendant. This right. Is my seat. Exactly. Any <laughs> empty seat after we're done boarding it's is mine. a flight attendant seat. Exactly. And we can do with it what we please. Oh, you're not going to like this next step. Oh, no. Give power to the customer. Absolutely not. <laughs> any, first of all, it's not even that's not even just like a flight attendant thing. That's literally any, any customer job. service right. job. Give the, pass, give the customer power. Why? They don't know. Right. They don't know anything. They don't know how it works. Yeah, it says if you want to improve how if you want to know how to improve customer service in the airline industry, then this next next tip is for you. Give power to your customers. As you engage more with them, give them the power to decide how they will engage with you and what to and to what degree. For instance, first class and business class customers have a mindset of comfort and luxurious pampering, so they'll likely engage strongly with your service providers. On the other end, some travelers Lies. Simply want to want a, street, a stress-free travel experience without much to bother. I'm sorry, but what once is, what is you, once you give them the power, they want everything. They want everything. Don't give them the power. Don't give them anything. Make them do what they're supposed to do. Sit there, be quiet, and be safe. But at the like, but at you know, in a nice way. Like right, honestly, honestly, if if like the airline messed up and you paid for your seats, oh, for sure. accommodate no. them. Right. But like, do don't, what you can right. for them. But, but if they're going to be all huffy-puffy yeah. at you because you're the reason, oh no, I know I'm not the reason. Oh, I like this next one. I think you might like this one too. It says, empower your customer service employees. I feel like this might be a good one for us. It says, your customer service employees are the backbone of your overall customer service experience. Even with the best efforts to improve customer service, it's important to equip your team with the tools, technology, and information they need to manage customer concerns and queries. Implementing a virtual queuing management software like Qless, oh, now I see why this name wrote this, <laughs> can reduce the most chaotic airport lines, like those experienced during flight delays, to a well-managed, ordered experience. So I think like that's a good, that's a good tip. That was the last one. I feel like a lot of these steps sound like they're talking towards like management, and right. CEOs, and like people up there, like you know, like oh, this is how you can better your airline. But it's not talking to us specifically. To but us, they yeah. trying to, they kind of like make it sound like that's who they're trying to talk right. to. Right. But I do, I do think that airlines should back up their customer service employees more oh, and not sure. just and not just airlines but like all overall in general i feel was it in like the late 80s early 90s where it became the customer is always right the customer is always right and, and we all know that's some bullshit it's not right and i feel like we lost a lot of our authority on the plane when the airlines became more customer based versus safety based a lot of jobs lost their authority over a right. lot of things because the customers always right and it's not true and my thing is very okay i mean whatever when you're going into a restaurant or you know a retail store i get it it's fine you can kick them out right you know you can get security get them to get away from you whatever it doesn't matter right when you're on the plane it's just you and them 
mm-hmm. and everybody else on the plane. There's nowhere to go. You can't kick anyone out. So you have to deal with it. And God knows nobody wants to fucking divert to another location just to kick off a passenger. Exactly. I mean, we will if we have to. Exactly. Trust and believe I will get you off this plane. But I'm not going to make my day longer if I do not have to. Exactly. Will I? Yes. If it's needed. If you are that unruly and you are that, you know, out of control. Yes. But if you're just, you know, huffing and puffing. Oh, no, I'm not. And I feel like that's a lot of lately. And actually, especially during COVID, I feel like a lot of airlines did divert because people Mm -hmm. didn't want to wear the mask. And it kind of sucked because it not only added to the flight attendant's day and the pilot's day and the the gate agents, but it also added to other passengers oh, that, that had to travel. Everybody else who had to sit around exactly. and deal with it. And what people don't understand and realize is that when you are that unruly passenger and, you, and the flight has to divert because of you, you're the one paying for that. You're right. That's you're the you. one. Yeah. You are the one that gets not only get, you know, possibly goes to jail, but you also have a fine. And then now you have to pay all the fees that the airline had to incur because they had to divert to whatever station that they had and to. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, though. No. Airlines pay to park at a gate every single time. When a plane lands at an airport, they have to pay to park at that gate to get people off. They have to pay to be there to get people on people don't realize that and that is why it costs so much to divert that is why it costs so much to do everything we're not supposed to be doing and go back to the gate because that's another fee on top of everything because now we're you know throwing everything out of whack and it's just it's right craziness it's craziness so i have this one um story it said the most entitled passenger today she was argumentative about the rules and then this flight attendant to get witness karma in action. She spilled her drink on herself, and the next flight, her next flight was delayed. And then she left her green tag bag in the jet bridge. She says, "I'll admit it was satisfying as hell." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like little that's stuff, little, little, little things, things little, little things. things that we we love to hear. It's just like when people, you know, get on the plane and it doesn't seem like it's full, and they move around, and then somebody shows up, and they're like, "That's my seat." And they have to get up and go back to their seat. Right. Ugh. I thought def- that is amazing. I, just, I love getting to witness that right. so much. I mean, people ask me, they're like, Ken, is this flight full? Yes, it's full. Yes, it's always full. It's always full. And most of the time we have manifest. So we kind of know where everyone's sitting. We know right. what seats are open. And if I say hi to you and the first thing you said to me is, is this flight full? I'm not going to tell you where that empty seat is. You're not getting anything from nothing, me. Nothing. Nothing at all. I'm like, oh, hi. Is the flight full? No. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. You'll have to take your seat. Yeah. And then at that point, if they decide to move, I just don't say anything anymore. And nope. I get that gratification of someone's going to sit there. I'm sorry. Someone's coming for that seat. And on I that, can't wait. On that other side, I did have, I had these passengers come on board and they said oh we didn't realize that our that our armrests didn't move and my my dad can't go into the you know into the window or whatever and none of them really could yeah. so i was like just go ahead and take the you know different row and i shouldn't have done that i didn't have a manifest um i should have you know kind of communicated a little better but the family that was supposed to be sitting in the row that i sent this family too showed up and they were highly upset high because you know they had paid for those seats and they wanted to sit there with their family and um the mom was crying because she couldn't hold her baby during taxi takeoff because 
that road didn't allow it. So before we left and the baby was crying and I felt so, I felt horrible. Right. Like at that point, it's like, there well, are things that happen. There, yeah. Like it just, so what I had, what I had, I was, I told the gate agent, I was like, I need you to do something. So they, um, they, they refunded the seat, the seat payments for them. Mm-hmm. And then they gave them a free, or I'm sorry, a comp choice for the next time they flew to pick their seats together so like they were really nice about it and i was really happy that we were able to help those passengers that i pretty much inconvenienced because i took it upon myself to just move everyone back you know but you took responsibility for your actions and it's like if a lot of people don't do that and i felt do that i felt horrible because i could see the mom was like crying because she couldn't hold her baby and the baby was crying across the aisle mind you she could have switched seats with her husband but that's logic that's that Neither here exist. nor there. Right. She had chosen her seats accordingly. Anyway, I digress. Right. She did what she was supposed <laughs> to do right. in the first place. <laughs> exactly. So but so. I always hate those people who just randomly get on the plane and they're like, oh, me and my 20 friends and family want to sit together. Okay, no. If you want to sit together, get your seats together. If, yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. You're all going to go to sleep anyways. And why do you really care? You're just traveling. Right. There's nothing happening on this plane that you need to, like, Instagram or record or any of that. Right. There's nothing happening. Exactly. Just be on the plane and get to where you need to go. And once you get off the plane, then worry about being together. Because honestly, yes, traveling together is the fun part. But, like, being at your travel destination is the fun part. That's the fun part. And right. And let's be honest. If the plane goes down, ain't nobody going to remember anything. Anyway. Exactly. So, like, Come on. I'm just <laughs> but like, I mean, I get. I mean, like I said, I get we're wanting to sit with like friends and family, but come on now, They're, be reasonable, right? And if somebody paid for their seats, no, they do not have to give up their seats just exactly. because you want to sit with your family. I mean, like we talked about in one of our last episodes, your contract of carriage is your biggest defense out there for one, you know, for knowing what to do, what your eligible for what your rights are as far as being a passenger on an aircraft exactly so all right do you want to talk about anything else mm. i feel like we're on a roll here right i'm like let's just keep going right. now but let's i mean see. if it goes it'll keep going <laughs> i mean there's, there's so, always there's something. always something to talk about right let's see what else uh let's see if i have another one about service hold on a second i think i had one yeah. Now, do you ever do you ever have like those really nice passengers that bring you stuff? Not not flight attendants because oh I think... no, I've definitely like I've had passengers bring pizza and I've had passengers bring you know chocolates and stuff and they're like no you know we just we travel all the time and we know we see how hard you guys work here you go and do you know what happens that you know I mean they basically just get free stuff get free stuff and flight attendants are kind of easy right <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna say it but I'm gonna say it <laughs> <laughs> say it without saying it no but like I mean it's a nice small gesture you don't know how long we've been on this plane you don't know what we've dealt with and we don't know what you've dealt with so everybody should be giving each other the common courtesy but I do appreciate you know I'm not asking you to go out and buy me like a $30 service gift card and I'm not saying I expect anything all the time or I ever don't either, yeah. I don't and but it if does... you show up with something that is definitely out of the goodness of your heart and you are genuinely a good person and I'm going to pay attention and remember that and I'm going to notice you and I'm going to be like oh this person whatever they want is on it, me exa- and it doesn't even have to be anything monetary it could literally be a thank you card 
Oh, for me. No, for sure. I don't like as long as you're for nice to sure. your flight attendants. Are those little kids? Right. Okay, I'm not a fan of children. I'm not. <laughs> but the flight and and I'm like, oh, that's so. What? My system overload. I need a new computer. Too much. I know. That's what she said. Okay, go ahead. But I'm like, do you, do you want like do you want candy? Do you want a soda? Like, what do you like? I will give that kid something because they just went out of their way to draw anything. Like, I had an unaccompanied minor the other day, and she wrote and she like made this really, um, cute picture, and then she like wrote on the one of the sides like, I'm so sorry, it's so bump, it's so like shaky, but it was really oh. bumpy, oh. and I'm just like, oh, are you like worried about the fact that it wasn't perfect straight lines? Right, that's all you were worried about. So precious. Right, so but yeah, small, small gestures. Small like gestures. I said, like we you know we talked about earlier. I was like, even passengers who like get on the plane, and I'm like, oh hi, how are you doing? And then they say a joke or something and make me laugh, and I'm like, you're the one. You're funny. You're great. You're here for this. I will here's, solely here's a coke. Yeah, like, I will solely move people up to the front just because they're nice to me. And I, it doesn't take that much. It does not take much. I, if I'm laughing, right? If we're having a good time, right? Even if I initiate something and you like go off, oh, yeah. oh, we're best friends now. You can have whatever you want. Here's a better seat. Like I don't. I had this one flight. This one not flight attendant. This one, um, two guys come on board and they were like, "Oh my gosh, we're on the back of the plane again." And I was like, "It's okay, guys. Don't worry. We all get there at the same time." And then the one guy goes like, the, the second guy was like, he start he he understood what I was saying. He started laughing, and then his friend was like, "What?" And I was, like, I was like, well, if I'm moving anyone, it was a full flight. I couldn't move anyone. But I'm like, if I'm moving anyone, it's going to be your friend. It's not going to be you. <laughs> right. <laughs> he laughed at my Right, exactly. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, not, it does not take much. A simple, hi, how do you do? So what do you do on your long layovers? Do you, like, I watch, we were talking about that just before we started recording, I watch Why Airplanes Crash in my layover yes. sometimes. Do you watch that, too? I don't. I want to watch it. I heard it was really good. Um, I'm a very logical person. So for me, understanding why planes crash would make me more calm. Granted, I obviously don't care about flight attendant. Like, right. You're still going to fly I regardless. Don't, I don't care. I'm going to go regardless. <laughs> but like, as, like, if I wasn't, I know that if understanding the mechanics and everything of how everything works, um, that would make me feel more at ease. A lot of people aren't like that. I am. Watch Why Planes Crash if you are. It makes a lot of people feel a lot better about traveling. Right. Um, but on my long layovers, I just, I don't know. I feel like I spend more time just doing nothing and relaxing mm-hmm. because I spend so much time cleaning and getting things together right. and just getting, you know, living my life while I'm at home. Right. So while I'm at work, it's like, sure, on the plane, I'll socialize and whatever. But when I get to the hotel, yeah, I want to go out every once in a while, but. I honestly, this is like my one chance where I absolutely have to do nothing. Right. And I can literally lay in bed. And do nothing. And do nothing and just lay there and just exist. And not think about work. I feel like one of the, that's one of the best things about our job is that once we're off the plane, we don't have to think about work. You don't have to. And I was talking to one of my other friends. I mean, apart from, you know, doing the podcast or, you know, socializing a little bit with my crew members, I don't understand, um, why so many flight attendants all they can talk about even in a social stand not at work and not at layovers and i understand it at layovers but i don't understand like if i invite you to a party all you talk about is work work 
I'm like because there's nothing else to talk about. I'm like I don't want to talk about with people right. that you're, you. It's I feel like it becomes one of those things where they don't know anyone too well, so the first right. thing they know to talk about is work, work because that's what they know best. And I'm like, mm, I get it. We can talk about work for a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. I don't mind. I get it. We all do the same job. But, like, let's talk about, you know, like, what do you do on the weekend? Right. Like, what's your favorite sex position? Like, right. literally anything. That's anything not else. work. Like, right. <laughs> and I feel like the, 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 like the, the funnest part about our, our interactions with each other is talking about the stupid interactions we have with passengers. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, I hate talking about work, but for some reason, once you start talking about <laughs> the stupid things passengers do, you're like, I got another one. Oh, I have this one story. There was right. this one time, and you just get stuck into it, and you just fall into this vortex, and it's like, it's okay. It's okay if we're all talking about what you guys did to us right. on the plane. Right. But, it, you know. It's, it's completely different when all you talk about is if work, I'm at a, if work, we're, Right. Work. If we're at a New Year's Eve party, getting drunk and stuff, or, you know, playing games, and all you want to do is... Well, you know, at work and, you know. Or did you know, did you, did you hear about the new policy of blah, 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 blah? Yeah. How do you feel about this? I don't Da-da. know. Girl, I'm on my fifth shot and I've had three <laughs> margaritas. I do not know anything. It's like, ask me when I come back right. to work. Throw the damn horseshoe. <laughs> Flip the fucking card. I don't know. So when you are relaxing in your hotel room and watching TV, what do you watch? Oh, that always varies. It just depends. Um, like we were talking about earlier, I uh, had finished Bridgerton. I was very into that. Um, I watch a lot of YouTube, actually. Yeah. Honest, like, honestly. Any YouTubers? Um, oh, God. I'd have to, like, go through my phone. Like, <laughs> those. But there are very prominent ones that I know I subscribe to. And it's mostly, like, um, it's animators or people who play a lot of video games that I play. Okay. Um, they just have it's they have great personalities while they're playing. Right, right. And I don't know, like I've there were YouTubers back in the day who I was very um, back in the day. Oh my god, I mean, old. <laughs> some years Wait, you, ago, you are an '80s baby, right? right. Mm-hmm, something like that. <laughs> some years ago, and. I was like very into them and they stopped doing YouTube and they got, you know, they right. expanded and then new YouTubers come in and you just kind of go with it. And then I'm sure the YouTubers I follow now will eventually face out, face out yeah. or do something else with their lives or do more you know, right. good for them. I hope so. And then I'll have to follow new YouTubers because when I used to watch a lot of makeup tutorials and never really did makeup, you like, I did makeup a, a bit. But I never really did makeup. I will love, but I loved watching it. And, right. Oh, what is it? Oh God, I remember her name. But one that I always sticks out is the the one that does makeup, makeup and murder. Murder Monday. Yes, Mur- murder Bailey Sarian. Yes, I love her so <laughs> yeah. much. I watch she's her too. She's so great. Like she's so fun to watch. She like is so into it, and she's very detailed with the stories. And like she's just doing her makeup. You know, she has a podcast. Yes, I know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it is. I know. Don't hate me, but I'm no, not I mean, really big on listening to podcasts. I mean, I feel like part of her appeal is that you're listening and you're watching and her you're watching. and your animation. I like watching right. the, yes, I'm a very like visual, visual person. Yeah. I like to, like if we're talking on the phone, I hate that. Like, like I, FaceTime I don't even like FaceTime <laughs> No? Like, I don't. Like just text me, we'll text. And then, but I'm much rather like, let's just go hang out and like grab dinner because I would rather see your interaction right. in person because your mannerisms and everything else, that's what I'm, analyzing right that's just how i am but no like i love watching her 
it's just it's so it just flows so well she's just very subtle and like she's not too like oh i'm doing with this palette and this you know whatever and it costs this much and she's just like oh no she's just literally she's just doing, doing her, her makeup, makeup yeah and telling you about this great like murder mystery and you're like this is amazing <laughs> right. i love it so much yeah yeah and yeah, that's all it is it's YouTube videos back to back to back. So you mentioned Bridgerton. Do you, do you read the books or do you like to read certain types of the books? I am a big, I'm very murder mystery. Yeah. Um, murder murder mystery books are my go to. Um, Ruth Ware, I love her books. Okay. Um. So I actually one of the other playtimes we work with she. She randomly just grabbed a book and she's like, "My friend really likes this one. You should read it." No idea. She doesn't really know too much about me. She's right. like, "My friend likes this. Read it." And I was like, "Okay." So I started reading it. I'm like, "This book is amazing. Really, like, I love it." So I started sticking to her. All her books are really good. Um, but no, like I just, it's very, it's very here and there. It just depends on. The I feel like and, yeah. Like what I'm feeling, what I'm going for, like... And then I feel like you're a very social person. Yeah. So, I mean, I can read on the plane and I, you know, in between doing trash and all right. that stuff. But if, I, if I'm if i with somebody like you, if it's very social, I have a very hard time trying to, like, focus on my book that I'm reading mm-hmm. and then just being courteous enough to you to actually, like, have a conversation with you because... And that's my problem, too. Yeah. It's like, I'll be on the plane and it's like, I want to read my right. book. But because I, this is my social time. Right. Because I'm a big introvert. Right. When I'm home, I'm home. Right. I'm my, I like to be alone. I me like too. To be left alone. Like, it's yeah. me time. But when I'm at work, that's my going out. That's me socializing. That's me being out there. So, like, it's like, yeah, sure, I want to read my book and I'll read, like, a chapter or two. But it's like, I want to get up and I want to talk to somebody. I'm like, somebody talk to me. Somebody talk to right. me. Right. I need, I need to socialize. I, mean, I, think, I think we spent the entire flight talking we really in the did. back. We really So, did. and that was great. And we were literally just talking about people that were on our flight. Miss Stinky. Crop dusting us. Miss Crop Duster. <laughs> I didn't understand. Mr. Moldy Bread Hair Lake. I don't understand. And the one that couldn't open the door. The guy, the guy that couldn't open the bathroom door. Please learn. To, it's a door. It's not complicated. Twist and pull. Twist and pull. Twist and pull. And if you don't know, like, honestly, like, just take a minute. Just look at the door. Realize it's a door. And find the thing that's obviously a handle. <laughs> Twist. Because it does not going to have a picture on it. No. It does not have a picture on it. Have you seen that meme that said, which one opens the door? And there's like A, B, C, all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I will sit there. Now, mind you, if it's a little kid, I will say something. Again, kids are always different because they're not experienced in the world. Right. Um, and then elderly people that travel by themselves that like their par- like right. their family sends them and they just have no idea what's going on. They don't Ugh, speak I English. Feel bad for them. And I'm like, just like, how do you just send? I would never just send not even my mom or dad. No, like, I would never send anybody in my family off on their own if they didn't speak the language, let alone could barely like maneuver themselves right alone exactly what no i'm gonna go with you and i will not, make time and it's not even like they only speak spanish but no like they just don't speak english whether they only speak spanish mm-hmm. whether they only speak you know chinese japanese italian anything whatever it is and i'm just how do i communicate with this person mm-hmm. that i just I, I i feel so bad and they they have no like nothing with them to understand us we have nothing, nothing to like really and it's crazy because i feel like they're always the nicest they are 
the elderly people who don't speak English, regardless of what language they speak, whatever you're doing and you're helping them, they always look at you and they always give you the nicest, most like sincere smile. Right. And I'm like, damn it. Now I like you. (laughs) There are the ones that come in and they're like, that's my bag. And I'm like, okay, well, that's your bag. (laughs) No, no. I was doing this one flight one time and I was going to LA and this girl literally comes down. She was probably in her 20s and she's rolling down the aisle and because I was in the back, so she's like, oh, and then she stops. She looks at me. She points at the bag, points at the overhead bin. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, that's exactly where that goes. <laughs> and I let her struggle to put it up because I knew exactly what she meant. She didn't say anything to me. Mm-hmm. She just pointed. She just pointed. Oh, OK. Um, Excuse me. No, no, that's not how this works. We're I... not servants. We're not butlers. We're not maids. We're not any of that. We are safety professionals. My job is to get you from point A to point B safely. Everything else we do is a courtesy. Exactly. It does not need to be done. And I'm sorry, if if I grab your bag and I put it up top for you and I hurt myself, guess what? We're not going, especially we're not going. if we're I not at hurt. a base and I'm going to the hospital and you're not going to pay my bills, so I'm not going to go to the hospital for you. So there's that. Right. I got hurt. I got to go. Sorry. Bye. (laughs) Well, the flight's going to be delayed. I don't care. I'm hurt. (laughs) I have to go. Like, you shouldn't have let me pick up your bag. I'm not going to pick up my bag. Or pick up your bag. Exactly. Exactly. I had this one lady one time. She came on and she goes, like, my bag needs to be put up top. And I said, okay. I'm like, well, you can go ahead and put it up top. I'm like, that's not my job. She's like, well, why not? I was like, because if I get hurt, we're not going anywhere. Oh, I tell people that all the time. I make sure people understand. One, I'm not getting paid for boarding. Right. So everything I'm doing right now is for free. Right. Two, uh, if I pick up your bag and put it in the overhead bin and hurt myself, I'm not covered. So You're not paying my bills. You're not, and you're not going to go pay my hospital bills. If you pay my hospital bills, sure, I'll lift your bag. So then this lady, she's like, she's like, ah, and she walks away. Then I see the male flight attendant in cabin put her bag up, and then I see her sit in the exit row. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. So I go over there, and I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. So we're going to have to move you from the exit row. And she goes like, well, why? And I said, because you're not able to lift your bag, and unfortunately you have to be able to lift a certain amount of weight here in the exit row. So we're going to have to move you. And she's like, oh, I will. I can lift my bag. I just don't want to. And I said, okay, well, we're going to have to. Pull it down, and here you go. No, I didn't even pull it down. I was like, so we're just going to have to like move you. And she was like, well, I can. I was like, okay, well, I need you to demonstrate that. She goes like, so you want me to pull my bag down and put it back up? And I said, yes, ma'am. Ooh, that's better. Uh-huh. I like that one. Exactly. And so she goes like, down. are you serious? And I said, yeah. Yes. You pull it down and you this put it back up. This is an up. emergency exit road. This is a serious matter. So she pulled her bag down and she put it back up. And I was like, thank you so much. You can sit there. Done. <laughs> I was like, that is it. You're not, I'm not, I'm not playing with these people anymore. No. Uh, anyway, so um, unlike you, I have been watching. Um, I do watch air, white airplanes cla- crash. It's on the Weather Channel when I'm at the hotels because I don't have a TV at home. And I really don't watch any other TV other than Downton Abbey or The Office when I'm home because <laughs> it's on reruns and I can go to sleep and right. I already know what happens. I've also been listening to the Bridgerton series audiobooks because... I can. I mean, I have like an 80 mile drive to work, so I have to fill right. the time with Someone, something. Yeah. And then um, 
And then I don't, I mean, that's pretty much all I do. And then I sleep. I mean, you saw my schedule for this month. I'm literally flying back to back to back to back. Every day. Every day. Why did I do this to myself? I only have seven days off. Because money is amazing. I know. And not giving us enough of it. <laughs> Nobody's giving anyone enough money, so we have to work as much. So what would you say to um, a, fl- a person that would like to be a flight attendant? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's totally I'm different kidding. from what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, I mean, I mean, people ask me that all the time, and I, you, you know, you always hear that. I always thought about being a flight attendant, but you know, my life just got in the way. That's always what it is. You know, mm-hmm. you either had kids or you moved around too much. Whatever the excuse, not excuse, whatever the reason is. Um, but I would say, you know, it's definitely not for everyone. It's not. You, it's a whole unique lifestyle. Um, I would say if you are curious about it, talk to a bunch of flight attendants, get their opinions on how they feel about it, do some research, and then just kind of go for it. And during training, you will understand for sure 100% if this is what you want or not. And especially, like, do research on the airlines that would work best for your lifestyle. Oh, for sure. Understand what airlines are doing what with their employees you know, sending them out how long, doing whatever. Like, if you've got a family, maybe you want to work for an airline that just, you know... Goes back and forth. Goes like back and forth. So you can at least yeah. be home every day or, you know, whatever. If you're single and want to be out there, you know, go for an airline that's going to send you away for a couple of days. Like, you know, do the research. Understand what airlines do and how they work. Right. So you have a better understanding of what works best for your life and your quality of life. Because I'm a big advocate for... Quality, quality of life is important regardless is, of anything. Definitely. Because that's definitely why I moved recently and uh, last year. So I wanted my quality of life to be better. And it is. So I'm much happier. I was not happy before. I was, my work ethic was. <laughs> right, very low. But now that I've moved and everything, I, you know, it's better. And So you moved from a different base into the base that we're at right now. Correct. Which one did you like better? Not just for the quality of life, but tripwise and like people. I like, I like, I like. Um, it's so hard. My my place before, I say, is very. Um, it's a more like a group of friends. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. It's very like a nice, good group of friends. Yeah. Not everybody likes each other. You know, you all kind of just get along. You get along. Right. You, know, you have your favorites. Whatever. But where I am now is very um, family. I would say it's, yeah. it's very more, much like family. Yeah. So it's so different in its own different ways. But I do like where I am now than where I was before. Okay. Well, no, I mean, obviously not just on top of the quality of lifestyle. I mean, yeah. But that does help on top of like just the way work has been flowing and work has been going and everything else. It's it's just nicer for me. Now, are you happy the masks are gone? I'm so happy the masks are gone. I'm just, okay, wait. I'm just happy because I knew, I always said beforehand that if they said we don't have to wear masks anymore, a bunch of people would still wear masks. Mm-hmm. Of course. Like, that just logically it makes sense. Like, it's a thing. Like, of course. Whatever. But I'm just happy for the fact that I don't have to tell people to wear a mask anymore. Right. Because... I feel like that's in the consensus. I never wanted to. Right. And it's hard to make somebody do something that I don't want to do. And it just. I'm forced to do it. It's, it's so much. And it caused so many issues. And it was. And uh, it just made our lives a lot less happy. Like, why do I want to. living 
hell. Why do I want to come to work and they remind you to wear a mask when you are an adult That's and not I my am job. an adult? Just and because then, you slip it into there all of a sudden because mm, things change. No. Right. And then to top it off, it's like if I don't say anything to you, this other passenger is going to say something. So then so now I have I'm going to say something to you. So you're so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, and then and you just have make a miserable the general life. Right. Exactly. Wear your mask. I tried. If you don't, you don't. If you want to get sick, that's your business. Exactly. Do you still wear a mask? No. God. <laughs> I still wear a mask on certain routes. <laughs> just because, like, there are some routes that I'm just like, what? Well, my thing, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a weirdo. But I'm, I do feel like it becomes that thing where it's like, it, over the course of wearing the mask for two years straight, you kind of, your immune system probably, like, weakened a mm-hmm. little bit so now it's more susceptible to things so now i think a lot of people are probably going to start getting sick and stuff right but like normal sick you know like a cold right or whatever nothing crazy yeah yeah but you know it's just i think how it is you develop this sh- stuff over time it's, it's like the the bubble boy right if you live in a bubble your whole life you don't know what germs are and you're going to be more susceptible to infection and everything exactly else. if you don't have that like kind of you play in the dirt. Let your kids play in the dirt. Exactly. And eat mud. Like, <laughs> let them do that. <laughs> so, what is one last thing? What is the craziest thing you've experienced as a flight attendant? Oh my god! That um, off the top of your head. I don't. I can't. I don't have. No. Crazies. My flights are boring. My flights are boring. My flights are very to there from there. You've never had somebody try to sneak into the bathroom for to join the Mile High Club. No. No. Not, not at least on my I guess my flights are very boring I guess I did have this one time where this lady was um, stole money from this other passenger oh my gosh and she went to the bathroom and she hid the money in the lavatory behind like the paper towels so she could get it later oh my gosh and the passenger sitting next to her came back to us and was like I'm pretty sure I saw her hand in my purse like she was stealing money from me I'm missing something what, what can we do? So we were, like, very discreet about it. So the one girl I was working with, the other pass- the flight attendant, she went into the bathroom, and she tore the, the bathroom, bathroom apart. She found the she money. She went between, like, she tore it apart, and she found the money, and we were like, because <gasps> at first it seemed very, like, why would they, Why would anybody steal anything from you when we still have, like, two hours left in the right. flight? Right. Like, that's a long do time Do it at go. the end. Especially because they're sitting right, <laughs> right next, next to you. you. Right. What? Don't do that. Don't be dumb. You're right. So, but she found it. We were like, oh, oh okay. You okay. know what? I just recently had um, one flight attendant steal money from another flight attendant. And I was just like, you're still working with them for like the next two and a half hours. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Nope. And the thing is, it's like we couldn't call her out on it because we don't know for sure, but there was literally no one else that had the chance, motive, and knowledge of where that purse was. And that's hard because it's like I want to prove that you did it. Exactly. But how do I prove that you did? But then it she was also. Accusing you? But then because she was if also you're innocent. Right. She was also like, "Well, do you want to check my bag? Like, do you think the cleaners took it? Do you think this happened? Do you like you know?" But she see, was that's just, a that's a yes, psychological that's a thing tell. that you do. That's a that's a very good tack. It's not good because right, if right. you're smart, you get it. 
But if you're like, oh, do you want to check my bags? And you're like, well, no. Like, that makes you feel like, no, I don't want to. Yes, bitch. bitch show me your yes. bags. I'd be Open like, here's up. my bag. And I felt so, like, and then my, my, my flight attendant, and she was like, well, it's okay. It is what it is. And I was like, it is not, it, you know, what it, it is. is not, yeah. And then she was like, no, it's fine because this person is going to have received the karma and their life is not going to be good. And she said it in front of the other flight attendant. I'm like, well, yeah, that's true. You're right. But I just, it was to the point where it's like, if you, if you, if you're at that point where you need money, like tell someone. Ask for help. Right. Be, uh, mind you, I don't carry $400 around with me. I barely carry $5 right? cash. Don't go digging in my wallet. <laughs> I mean, I have, I think I have the $20 that I had from the tip that I received on my, one of my last flights. But if I didn't have that, I only have the couple of dollars that I use for the tip for the shuttle. And that's it. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not your money. Don't take it. Anyway. Uh, that's it for me, guys. Do you want to say anything else, Momo? Uh, Do you have fun? I had a lot of fun. This was great. Oh, thanks for coming in. Yay. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> thanks right. for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> Anytime. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Flight Attendant Podcast, on Twitter at Stay Safe, Fly Safe. Email us your stories at the Flight Attendant Podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So this is it. Everyone stay safe, fly safe, and look at you. Bye.